0: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Welcome to our final episode of the show before it is Christmas. This is comic book. <laughs> I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and that muted response from my uh, Grinch co-hosts <laughs> over here, Janelle Wheeler and Matt. Kofi was
0: waiting.
2: He was waiting for us to sing a Christmas Carol, and was the first time we let I him know. down with the singing. Matt, drown. I know. I'm He's
1: like, sorry. it's Christmas. Like, I never go enthusiastic, and you guys are like, you better watch out.
2: Better not cry. There it is, Matt.
1: I, I have, so, what, 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 I can't be put on you, know, you better hit some Mariah Carey notes right now. I don't better not what bad, what I'm doing. telling you why.
2: There you go. Santa Claus, Claus is, is
1: coming. coming to town. And that's what we do for holiday spirit here at this podcast. No wonder we have a cynical <laughs> reputation. But welcome to Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Adel, Janelle Wheeler, Matthew Aguilar are with me. Today, guys, we are going to bend our minds and get back into The Matrix. The Matrix Resurrections is out, and uh, originally we were going to do like a whole episode about this, but uh, we got some other stuff we got to cover, and so we're going to do that stuff as well and just kind of pack it all into one show here. But in addition to The Matrix, we got to talk about that Hawkeye finale. Yeah! New comic books, but first, up right at the top, right before we came on, this new Uncharted movie trailer dropped, and so this hits kind of a lot of stuff because it hits Tom Holland, post-Spider-Man stuff now that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is out. It hits gaming stuff, which is always part of Matt's agenda. And, of course, it hits big movie stuff, which is always part of our agenda. So here we go, guys. Uncharted movie chair tra- trailer. What did you think about this second version? Because I think we were all huh, – we were kind of okay about the first one, but we were still – Having trouble buying Holland as like Nathan Drake and you know Mark Wahlberg as Sully, and this trailer does make some efforts to correct that. Correct?
3: Why didn't they start with this trailer?
2: Yeah, I mean
3: that's (laughs) exactly how I I think
1: you have to. You know, you have to stumble out and then you got to get to the focus groups and see what the what the twitters and the youtubes are saying, and then you got to make a better trailer. It's like night and day. It's like night
3: and day. This trailer is so much better. I'm not saying there's gonna be a like epic uncharted movie but good lord i would have felt a hell of a lot better coming out of that first trailer if this is what i had i mean tom holland actually kind of feels like nathan drake in spots and I'm i mean kind of kind of he's never gonna <laughs> look the the casting it is a wrong I'm, casting i'm never gonna get quintessential nathan drake from mm-hmm. this vision which is okay i've made peace with <laughs> I'm yep. never gonna get that right. So yeah. just going off what they're trying to do, which is very much an origin story, beginning us, you know, beginning of his career, and then Sully kind of leading him, and we even get the mustache thing towards the end, right? Like they're gonna move into that direction.
1: Okay. Oh, that was our big finish—the mustache,
3: the mustache, right? <laughs> but, like there are parts when like Holland is like the swinging from the chandelier part, right, where he's like, "Oh, this is gonna hurt." Like all those little asides he's making—that's Nathan Drake. So yeah. if I can at least get that for 50% of this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying like, to okay, remember
2: yeah. which one was at the top of Spider-Man. Like, which one did they play in the theaters? Which trailer? I'm trying to recall because I I know I saw a trailer because I had to explain to my dad that it was a video game. But I I could, don't think the new one. one. It wasn't was it? this one then. Yeah, it was. The, I don't was think the so. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was it, the first one they showed okay. Um, yeah, because I just went and saw Spider-Man again on Monday. They showed the first one with okay. him in the cars, hitting him in the face, and yeah. going out of the plane and yes. doing that whole nine. Yes, yeah, so that's the first trailer.
2: And my dad was impressed with that. Uh, he was really excited about the action, and that is someone obviously there's no affiliation, knows nothing about the video game. So it's good to see that, like, you know, a normal consumer of, of non-video game products can kind of get hyped about it.
1: Yeah, all right, there you go. Mm-hmm. Test subject, pop yeah. wheeler, boom. I mean, no lie. I mean, when I ever say I've done focus groups, that's all I'm talking about is I talk to people who like are my family and don't yeah. like me or just are like friends who don't care about what I do. And if they care, I'm like, I've talked to some people and I got <laughs> feedback and I know
4: streets are talking
1: but uh i mean so that's how the sauce is made boom so um yeah i mean this chart i mean i think the tone of this one felt less more comfortable like here's the movie we made and like we're we're cool with that and less like oh my god we want you to like us uncharted fans which felt like the first one so
3: i don't know i'm like casually hopeful what's that but like but like it wasn't that no i know they didn't that first trailer was like terrible for uncharted fans <laughs> oh
1: i know but yeah. it, it was because like trying too hard right yeah, like they okay. threw like so much in they tried to hit like all the beats they thought you wanted to see right like, oh. mm-hmm. So this one like i said just felt more natural like here's yeah. the actual movie they made and this is what it's gonna feel like more so I'm curiously optimistic about Uncharted. <laughs> like I, I always get <laughs> feel funny mark. saying, yeah, but <laughs> fe- I, well, I always feel funny <laughs> saying these kinds of words because, you know, I feel like it'd come back to bite me. But right now I am curiously optimistic about, uh, about Uncharted. All right. I'll yeah, give it I that. mean,
2: the action alone is, is exciting. Like if you are an action movie fan, a couple of those sequences just from the trailers are really cool. And I want to see them. So. Yeah. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. So
1: <laughs> that's it. Uncharted. We do not hate it. Good. Moving <laughs> right along. Ooh, gonna Are about. they going to put that <laughs> yeah. on their
2: commercials? Yeah. Comic book says Uncharted. We do not you hate don't it. Don't hate it.
1: I might. <laughs> comic book nation says I might actually do it. I might actually see it. Um, moving right along. So main topic today, the matrix. We don't have money for the actual music, so that's all I got. Um yeah. So quick story, I feel like sometimes it's, it's good to kind of like give context to these discussions. Uh, the Matrix was oh the movie that really <laughs> changed things for me. Um, it was the time yeah. that I kind of realized that this market, like everything we all do now here at Comic Book and all these other fan sites and the whole concept of a fan site. Was kind of born, you know. I'm not going to take all the grade, but born in my mind when I saw The Matrix because it was 1999. I was senior year in high school and all these movies started coming out. Then, like, you know, everybody who looks back at film knows how crazy '99 was, but all these, especially the summer movies, it was The Matrix, it was Star Wars, Sixth Sense, all this stuff started coming out. And then it was that point in high school you get to where, like, everybody had gotten into college or not, knew what they were doing or not, you know, all, all that had been figured out. And it was just that senioritis where everybody doesn't give a F, right? And all the social <laughs> circles start to collapse. And you basically, people just, you know, hook up with the people they've always wanted to before they go off to college and that whole <laughs> gray area. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So I
2: was in ninth grade, so it was a little bit of a different experience. But it's still but, everybody goes to the was, was. period. Life yeah, life you know changing Yeah, this but, uh, movie was life-changing. It it made it turned my entire like everything around. Like I started the, questioning religion, yeah. oh, politics, man. government. You're going you know, in a like, different
1: direction than I'm about to. I really All I did though. Say, that's what
2: this this movie really challenged me on an intellectual level and on like this futuristic level. And ever since then, I've been the same. I've been so enticed by like the future aliens, robots, like sci-fi in general. Like, I really feel like matrix is what got me into sci-fi or or, like anything like this, like technology driven. So I'm with you on that. It was life changing for me. It's in my top five favorite movies of all time.
1: Wow. You are really more deeper than I was. All I was going (laughs) to say was, I saw the social circles of different people begin <laughs> to congregate and talk about this movie. And yeah. for the first time in movies, I would seen people sit down with each other and, like, talk about and debate and theorize and, and comment on. And this was all in real life, kids, like, out in our high school in the cafeteria. But it, it made me realize, like, you know, blockbuster movie, uh, movies had turned a corner. The Matrix, as Janelle just so eloquently kind of put it, it was more than just entertainment. It made you think. It made you discuss and it began this kind of trend in entertainment where entertainment could be more serious. And that's mm-hmm. what began to influence and bleed into comic book movies. And then the later comic book movies, you know, the next wave, it was. It all kind of began with this. So Matrix was a big deal. And the sequels were in the thing of the midnight showings. And, you know, yeah. that was like crazy one of the most hyped i mean it was like the star wars if of, of our era for us who didn't who love star wars yeah. didn't get to grow up with that theatrical spe- experience the matrix trilogy kind of was that's
2: cool that's a cool way to put it
1: yeah uh yeah, yeah so this so is what the thing think? Uh, time out <laughs> steven bernard is in the comments yelling at us about spider-man spoilers marvel.com is putting out spider-man spoilers <laughs> Take your comment to Marvel.com and say, hey, Marvel.com, <laughs> stop <laughs> posting Spider-Man spoilers. <laughs> then come back here and talk to us, okay? Because <gasps> we wait for when Marvel takes the lead. When Marvel's posting articles saying Tom Holland talks about everybody he was in Spider-Man with, that's no longer a spoiler blanket. Spoiler. According to Marvel. <laughs> what is what is that? So time? Steven, like, go what find are you guys Steven? Go find Kevin. <laughs> Talk to Kevin, come back here. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Let's get I, back to what we're talking about. I feel about. like and it's maybe.
3: different for every person. I feel like you've talked about Well, to I mean
2: for comic book, I feel like comic book really does a good job of, like holding back until something hits, you know. We
1: literally wait till Marvel Okay. Marvel starts saying, okay, we're going to talk or about Or whatever studio, yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. dealing with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, in this case, yeah. So I'm kind of proud of you
2: guys because the fact that, like, BD wasn't just going ham. He's just trying to type all these, like, cryptic tweets. And I was like, let me know when it's time to mute you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we try to preserve it for fans. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, if yeah. you're on the internet, like... <laughs> This this long after Spider-Man: No Way Home came out, like I don't know what to tell you.
2: I avoided spoilers, and I'm on a comic book podcast.
1: Yeah, I avoided yeah, spoilers, impressive. and I do this for a living. That's impressive. And I watched you know, man, it like yeah. two days ago. I did my job, and still right, we got to get spoilers. back to Matrix. Yeah, let's we get, back, get to back to Matrix. <laughs> no more Spider-Man spoiler talk. Don't bring that. Up. Take that to the Marvel <laughs> podcast. Okay. All right, <laughs> Matrix go. <laughs> get flash forward to here coming back and bringing the matrix back is obviously a big risk and like a big kind of deal to try to do um but and obviously the world has been through significant changes and even the people involved with the matrix have been through significant changes uh mm-hmm. and so now we come back to the rate matrix resurrections and It's a daunting task, right? Like, how do you do this movie, which they teased was going to be very much kind of a callback to the first one and doing a lot of stuff for the first one without getting, like, repetitive and and dull. And, man, Lana Wachowski... (laughs) Lana Wachowski just dives into this, and to say she has fun with it is an understatement. Um, This movie is probably one of the most, like... Outside of a Charlie Kaufman movie, this movie is... Which, and I feel like Charlie Kaufman could have like stepped in and written part of the Matrix Resurrections, uh and we'll get to that, but um yeah it, it is the first part of this movie and the second part of this movie are are very different experiences at least for me, but the first part of it is not at all what I think anybody was expecting, and it's probably gonna be one of the more divisive things we probably talk about or hear about in movies this year, and it's. But I, at first, was like, what is this? Because I sat down to watch this with my brother, and we both were like, what is this? Like, what is happening in this movie? But then when it kind of clicks and gets going, I was like, okay, okay. And then when I ended the movie, because it's on HBO Max, I could see it again. I would just would stream it again, and I watched the first part again, and I actually enjoyed it a lot more. So even though I don't think it is as good in quality as the first trilogy. I think the action and some of the filming is a little rough in spots. But again, I also wonder how much of that has to do with the COVID thing, because I feel right. like there's a lot of COVIDitis itis in this movie, particularly where you can see like, okay, we were filming and stuff was cool. Then we were filming and stuff wasn't cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of that. Um, but I think at the end result is I would watch more matrix after this and, that is always the key end question, right? Like, would you mm-hmm. watch more after this? And for me, I'm going to say like, yeah, I would watch what was going, like more of this. And Brett Dalton, Brett, Brett in the comments is like, yeah, the first hour you're trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah, that's what you had to do in the first Matrix. Right. And, I and, think, it, and they yeah. even make a joke ad, in this movie about how do you re- re-deliver that experience to the audience knowing that they know already that the Matrix franchise exists and what it is. Like, and it's, a whole okay. See, yeah, that's crazy why. Meta.
3: That's why I loved this so much. I love this movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, from like the the first part, I really enjoyed. uh, me it too. Is but we're gamers,
2: meta. and I wonder right? if like it just appeals to us a little bit more. Right. But I was like,
1: but that's goodbye. key, and I think we need to talk is, about that because yeah. that's one thing this movie does smartly. It addresses the fact that the entire culture has changed.
2: Mm-hmm. Back
1: when the Matrix came out, it was like Gen Xers in their like basement with their crazy <laughs> Mac DOS computers. Those were like hackers, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. now you're talking about an entire world where, and they even incorporate this in the movie, where like streaming and window in window streaming or yeah. like even hologram crap, like is all part of the culture. And like
2: yeah.
1: a new generation of hackers is they're familiar with stuff that's completely Right, you know, different in this universe, but also a reflection of you know how our culture has moved. Like on.
3: when they start from, well, okay, are we spoilers? Non-spoilers, by the way. Before I, I go think we're into just
1: getting video. like some loose thoughts in, and then we're gonna go spoilers.
3: Okay. So the, you know, when they start with that premise, like this the core premise, without going too far into it, of like that gaming is so centric to this idea and the way is that. I already and Janelle's right. I, people who are already predisposed to to gaming and uh, ideas and in that space are immediately like at home, and you don't have to do a bunch of like when he's got the you know. There's like a certain part, like when you kind of that opening intro sequence to. Hey, all we this.
1: don't have the time for it. Hey. Uh, let's just go full spoilers. I okay. don't know. It's hard to dance around that? Without can I just guest say trying say like to Yeah, one, one. let's go full spoilers. Nick, okay. put on your We're headphones. Not. Nick Floyd, our <laughs> producer, our guest producer today has not seen The Matrix and he's really looking forward to it for the holidays. So we want him to put on his earmuffs right now because this is our Christmas present to him. We are not going to ruin this movie for you. Okay, so. It is because it's
3: <laughs> super hard to dance around that and not actually say stuff. Okay, so when the opening sequence of like Neo or, you know, still Thomas Anderson at this point, is looking at the screens and he has like, he's doing all the building of the game. And then he has like the separate screen where like all that code is. And he's like, but you automatically have a language. Like Janelle's right. Like that language is very easy to understand for a segment of people. And when you start diving into the meta stuff, it was very easy to understand like the way they delivered this whole, this was a video game that you made about your life and you wrote (laughs) and all these ideas are you and you're seeing all the flashbacks. It is very much cut like a video game in that respect. We've how many times have we seen the trope of like someone losing their memories and having to recover everything, right? All that story Mm -hmm. is built into this. I thought that was a genius way of yes, commenting on everything, but also just delivering it in a way that like a, new generation of people is going to quickly understand so we can get to all the good stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah. easier to process that way i don't know did you feel that And right even now?
2: showing like the flicks from the first like little clips right. from the first trilogy
3: and like the way that. it's cut yeah. yeah so i don't know that for me i was in like and i understood what we were talking about and i liked all the plays on that like the meetings between them all when they're mm-hmm. talking about the ideas yeah. So
1: good. Right. And they let you know that that is the Metadric because I mean, they include that as the post credit scene, right? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they go, they don't do anything about the matrix or some big reveal. They just go back to the gaming guys and, and all that stuff. Right. I think it gets a little on the nose, though, when they start dropping Warner Brothers' name in there. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're, like they're making us make a new Matrix. And I was like, okay, guys. All right. And I was like, I settle was down there, kitty cat. <laughs> like, come on. Like, thought, we're, getting yeah. a little, we're getting a little cat but I, here. And come I on. also
3: agree with Kofi on, like, the – I guess my biggest – well, okay, two things. My biggest nitpick is actually probably the action. Someone mentioned in the comments like no guns for Neo. <laughs> that's Well, that's true. also
1: I mean and but that's oh, also kind of a thing God, there's a lot that the Matrix is holds itself accountable for. Right. Like right. Keanu Reeves has moved on to a new place and he's like, I don't want to be shooting up people and like doing that. Like, that's not me anymore. That so doesn't he even need thing. to, going no. with
3: the theory of Yeah, the exactly. Movies. Of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and yeah. Carrie Ann, and like just repositioning Carrie Ann Moss's character as more than just, you know, female sidekick to Neo because she yeah. was. And commenting and on the joke of that's what her like life is, it's just... It's kind of a meta joke about how the franchise took this character who was supposed to be this badass hacker independent woman yeah. and it was still made in a time where she had to become like girlfriend of Neo, yeah. like dies, props up male character and like do that and now things are very different, right? Mm-hmm. Like now in the end she's Superman and and she is equal to him in the power and you know, they they're both the one and this is a commentary on the evolution of where we are in storytelling in blockbuster. I mean, this is a very meta movie and once you kind of get that part of it. It it, it is a lot of fun. But once you get out of this initial, and that sequence, like I said, a Charlie Kaufman movie, I think it really did for me and I was redeeming. That whole sequence to White Rabbit is so great with Keanu and the pills and Mm -hmm. it being like Requiem for a Dream or something like that, or just him taking the pills and going through daily life. It was a little cynical. I mean, Lana Wachowski's a little too cynical for me about how she views us in modern society because but I mean, if you're the ma- maker of the Matrix, you probably do feel that way. Right. You pumped all this religion, <laughs> thought, <laughs> yeah. concern about like, what are we doing? What's technology? Where are our minds at? And then you look at today and you're just like, WTF, like everybody's in the Matrix, like regardless. And so, well, yeah. Go ahead.
2: We you well, we just have a few people talking in the comments, and I like, I love the Christmas that I love the new Matrix. Still can't touch the original, but it gets the franchise back on track. And I do agree with that. In that, like, the one thing I was going to say, even before we put up the spoiler, was, like, the stakes are different in this. Like, we're not saving the world. It doesn't feel like it's this, like, huge, like, saving the world. It's it's a love story. Like, it's it's them two. We need to go back and rescue someone. It's not, we have to literally free the minds of the entire right. existence of humankind. And so, obviously, the stakes are different, but it's still super enjoyable. And then Bun says, do we need to see this in the theaters? Will it, just, will it be just as good of a, if you watch on HBO Max? I wish I saw it in the theaters. Like, I felt that it was a muted experience on a TV. Oh, man. Personally. I
1: mean, I watched it with 4K and a sound system here, and it was still pretty oh, good. But geez, it's a matrix. Brag. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just stating, like, stats. <laughs> for, for my... I didn't even think about that. Come on! I thought you guys are talking to gamers I got who understand 4K, who... man. I'm watching <laughs> on
3: my. <laughs> oh, I understand
1: I understand gaming <laughs> language, but I can't Dude. hear 4K. Like I'm sitting on.
3: here on my black and white little box. I
1: was like, no, <laughs> I'm just saying, like in those kind of circumstances, it, it is good. But I, I would say theatrical experience first and foremost. This is the Matrix. I mean, it like was theatrical. The
2: sound like I just feel like it'd be, it'd yeah. be so like earth shaking like if you I, saw it in the theater yeah, yeah i'm know.
3: gonna be the outsider of the group i i didn't miss one bit about watching no, but, it on HBO I have <laughs> but a, I, have I know a but i mean I'm just, i don't have everything def, that's going like, on over. right
1: now obviously like but it, no no not like for question, that though right? not
3: not anything to do with that actually like i actually no. just really enjoyed like there wasn't anything on screen and maybe that comes back to my central point of like as far as the action goes i was kind of like it, the action was good i liked the action and the gunplay and stuff cuz we actually do get a lot of gunplay it's just not neo related <laughs> but like yeah. i just didn't like there wasn't i i saw some of the things there was a little bit of that covid haze to certain scenes certain explosions looked a little weird like not like almost like they they could have used a little more time in the oven type of thing maybe mm-hmm. another 6 okay. months to really polish that and not make it look like wire work or not make it look like this but like the other stuff was awesome. And some of the action's really cool. Like, there's a whole rooftop sequence, right, with just Neo and Trinity. And I thought that was awesome with, like, yeah. helicopters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But nothing on that really screamed to me, like, I need this on a giant screen and I need to surround it. Like, I, I really enjoyed bummer. the stuff that was the meat of the movie, which is all the the meta stuff, all the dialogue between those and this growing, like Janelle said, this growing story between these two that is a love story, but not in the prototypical rom-com Way it's fully <laughs> yeah. two fully developed characters, and I love rom com. Definitely not a rom com, but like it's two fully developed characters mm-hmm. coming into like their ideas of who they are, where they fit into this, what the meaning for them is, and all this other stuff, right? So I really like thought that was the meat of the movie. I don't need that mm-hmm. on a giant theater. Like I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah. I feel like I came away satisfied with a yeah. full experience. But my other thing I wanted to mention before was that thank you, Jessica Henwick, yeah, for turning down the MCU. Just for a bit, you'll get there in another one, right? And you are already technically part of it. But like, oh my God, Bugs is this was her movie my place. favorite yeah. character in this whole damn movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, uh,
1: let's get to that because some of that I want to talk about the world building because um, we got to the meta part and and how it deals with reintroducing the Matrix and Neo and on Trinity and all that stuff. But there is a definite, and like I said, when you get to the second half of this movie, I really enjoy the actual new world we find ourselves in (laughs) and the ideas that are presented there for the larger matrix mythos, right? So you had this idea that after the machine war, Neo changed things, right? And so some people and some machines get the idea like, yeah, we got to unite and work together and not be in this binary type of thinking, which again, is a meta commentary on our society and where we were, are, you know, and maybe need to start thinking, um, and so, like Niobe forms this new society, Io, uh, and that's where like the hackers, like Bugs, Jessica Henwick, and and half the cast of Sense Eight are yeah. like <laughs> all you know hold up and doing this kind of this is um, what new they thing. were doing. <laughs> and it's a cool evolution of the Matrix because, which was all about—I mean, a lot of it was about the style, the aesthetic design, and all that. In this new world, the outside world is now, like, you know, it used to be, like, in the Matrix with the cool part, outside the Matrix was, like, not so cool, right? And now it's, like, yeah, outside the Matrix is also pretty cool, like, seeing yeah. these cool machine characters who are, like, awesome. Oh, my God, the Sentients are amazing. Yeah. The Sentient, like, the new Morpheus. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah Morpheus. I love Morpheus. Um, yeah, who basically, I mean, way to take that, because I rewatched the whole trilogy, like, in the days leading up to this. Yeah. Way to take that big baby face from matrix revolution and actually make it into something cool and useful for this movie with all the swarming beads and all that. Um, Yeah. New Morpheus and that whole kind of explanation and and these, and just having these kind of digital machine characters that can help you now, it it made this team cooler and like the ideas cooler. And yeah, I thought the like new world design was my favorite part of this was getting out and seeing all these kind of things with the new machines Mm -hmm. and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, even um, the kind of on top of the world building, like just expanding on the lore with you know Zion and like what happened in between, but also the fact that like, I like that everything is not binary anymore. So like with the sentience introduced, right? The, they even say it at one point, like us is a different meeting. It's not us versus them. It's like whoever is kind of united in a thing. But then we also see that there was like a war between machines sentience Mm -hmm. right there was like a war for power when like power levels were so low well that was the interesting
1: thing is like when this new idea that neo did about kind of going to the machine world and talking to the head machine and and fight and uniting with him to stop smith it was people broke from it was the people who went for new ideas survived and the people who kind of didn't go for the new ideas and thought they could live in these old binary ways died off which is a whole level of another commentary right yeah Mm -hmm. Um, because zion you know falls the old machine world is kind of like in disarray and having its own problems and it's like io is looking cool like you know they're growing strawberries (laughs) and stuff and so yeah i mean and that was a very like and like i said those are very interesting ideas that kind of change the entire paradigm of of this series into something new and and it gives you something new to think about right so uh. Mm -hmm. yeah niobe still a badass though
2: oh yeah and you know like i feel like a lot of these comments like uh valentina has a beautiful explanation i guess the meta thing is fun but to be honest this movie felt short for me Um, saying that like the music wasn't even that impactful, um, which is like something that super stood out out about the first one. You're right. Like I, I did feel like we were missing certain elements that would have taken it over the top and certain like action scenes or special effects that really like put the like matrix on the map, like the slow-mo bullet thing in the first film. Like we didn't have any one moment like visually that stood out it was like, oh my gosh, this is like just so immersive. This is so crazy. I've never seen this before. And that I do wish that That's they true. they tried a little harder to be innovative with s- just one or two things that like just were so like breathtaking. And I do, I
3: do hear that though.
2: And you know, you don't realize things until you get into a conversation. That's you make a you like a commercial
3: for HMO Max girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I do, because I, I agree. I think looking back on it, I don't, there's not, I think of a couple scenes that are really cool, but I, yeah, I can't think of one scene that is Neo avoiding the bullets.
4: Yeah. As well, they're yeah. Some
3: other, like there's no, there's not that particular scene. Like I love the bike chase. I actually mm-hmm. thought that like seeing him use his powers on the back of the bike and she's like, I thought there's some really cool moments there. I thought actually some of the coolest, uh, tech stuff was just in the real world with the sentience. I thought some of that stuff was cool, like seeing Yaya literally become beads and like form through tunnels and oh, like all yeah. that. That was really that was really cool. I'm kind of conflicted on Yaya's Morpheus. Like I like, I don't know. Like there are parts that work for me and there's parts that don't. Well, and, the
1: franchise kind of screwed itself, and there are some well, elements that comment on how this franchise got commercialized. But like they killed him off in that canon game. They, right? li- they look. This movie does leave that as canon.
3: Yeah, that, is that's what I'm saying. Like it, yeah, the game. So they had to do morphs. something about that. Um, in in retrospect, though, there are parts that I wish you know we could get like. Look, I am I am all for continuity, but you know there are times where I feel like if it's better for the franchise overall <laughs> to fuck it and move forward, do it. I, I don't necessarily think like. Whole, I know it was an event at the time, but so were a lot of things, okay? Like, at one point, Chumpawamba was, like, a huge band. and was yeah. a huge – like, they had a huge single. <laughs> that doesn't mean we build everything else around them for the next, like, 30 years. I'm just saying, like, yeah. why Why can't we ignore that and bring Lawrence Fishburne back to be – There's, a, I mean,
1: Lord knows there could be a way now.
3: Right. And yeah. And I do like the – by the way, the time gaps were actually some of the most interesting things. Yeah. And by the way, no hate on Tumble Womba. I don't want like the Tumblewomba fandom to come at me. No,
1: but I think one of the comments I saw about this movie that was kind of like very fitting was somebody said that this is a movie where they had cast, you know, John Wick director Chad Stahelski as an actual character named Chad no. rather than have him punch up the action of this movie a little bit. And like, I just, I, I, I died from that one. I was hashtag dead, you know, like, but <laughs> um, it's true. I mean, Chad Stahelski's in this movie as a guy named Chad, but the action doesn't seem as strong as it could be. Um, I think there was one sequence on the train that was like, I was like, okay, that's pretty impressive. And so, yeah, cool. um, but was otherwise cool. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, then I mean Lana Wachowski maybe needs some stunt coordination. And you also don't, but again, you don't know like what can we do now? Cause I was looking at that crowd scene at the end in the cafe and I was like, That's a lot that of people. Omicron, in there, is that where Delta came from? Like there are a lot of people in there. <laughs> if a lot those of are people real people, that's a lot of people. Like, you know. As uh, as
3: conflicted I was at way. Half Morpheus, of those
2: weren't people though.
3: So. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> hope not. Yeah, I hope <laughs>
1: that's not.
3: true. As as conflicted I was on on Morpheus. And maybe that's just because I have like Lawrence Fishbird, like I just have that ingrained in me, right? Like just that take on the character. I actually really dug what they did with Smith. I actually was mm. fine with that. I maybe because that character never really, other than the Anderson, like other other than that, that never really resonated with me a ton. So I like,
2: loved that agent. Like I, he is hated awesome. him so much. And I was really worried that I would be pissed he wasn't there um yeah. but you're right they did a great job I with that, and also cool. just
1: yeah no hugo even ain't coming back so yeah the dude from hamilton was real good man like is that where he's from yeah he's a that. king he's king george. oh
3: man i love that yeah. song okay, yeah cool.
1: he's king george question wait yeah wait. but he was good somebody said on twitter it was like this was the Yassification of agent smith and i was like
2: that
1: <laughs> yeah, works yeah but it's just good <laughs> the gaming setup because i love mythic quest and it reminded me a lot of uh mythic quest and uh danny Pudi's character in mythic quest was you know he plays the business guy who has like who's like the shark and has to do all the shark stuff for the game company um to keep them going and like yeah i was just like this is a like this is a realistic silicon valley like a guy like thomas anderson would have this dude as his partner and like yeah and that's just a great <laughs> dynamic for them as like kind of the creative and the business guy of a of yeah. this, like, gaming company like yeah that was fun yeah in that scene, and I like the scene where he remembers like he is Agent Smith and it starts because it's sprinkling in the rain, and he's just like, wait a minute. And he's like, I know what I'm supposed to do here, and he just starts busting off shots. And I was like, Oh, okay, now we're rolling. Awesome. So that guy, I mean, if you gotta have somebody step in for Hugo weaving, he he did a good job. So yeah, not mad at that. Um, well, today, you, you guys something? give
2: it out of 10. Yeah,
1: let's wrap this up and take a down break, but uh yeah, let's get some final ratings. Out of 10, for me, I would say seven. I'd say seven what? out of 10. Janelle?
2: Matt? Oh, no, I was going to go last. <laughs> because, I'll
1: say why. I Because I like the world building. I like the meta, clever way they get back into this story and into this world. And it comments and makes us think about you know our world again. But I think the action was a bit of a letdown. So that's why I'm going to take off those points and say seven. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Uh, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. But I feel a little biased for because of my love for these characters and my excitement of seeing them back on not the big screen but a screen (laughs) uh my points taken off is because obviously like the music didn't really move me as much it is more of a love story it's not as like heady um as i would want it to be and uh and yeah the like not specifically action but like just the vision like something visually engaging like something that just like sticks with you even like the ripples in the side of the building or something like that mm.
3: yeah um, yeah i agree with janelle i think eight for me i think okay. uh i think it's and it's I, honestly is I think that I frozen
1: is that frozen Matt no <laughs> it's Damn so it.
3: good is it really oh but no just oh. a
2: little bean like you were just grinning oh, ear to ear it was, it was, it was great it. Um,
3: <laughs> he really no, agreed I think, with me I think, eight, I think eight for me um for the same reason i actually think janelle nailed it Perfectly. I don't yes. think I need to add anything. Like, uh,
2: I'm on fire. You guys approve of me today? Let's get it.
3: Yeah, no, I think she. <laughs> I, I think she said it best. Like, it was for the same reasons. I, the action, like, you're right. There's not like this. I don't come away with just like, man. Everyone has to watch this scene, Um, mm-hmm. and that is something you felt even in Reloaded. And now I do think Re- Reloaded and Revel, like I do think those last two movies are probably going to get a little. uh, you know, revisionist history as far as how good they were, because like there are I like Reloaded more than most people. But I feel like for the last, you know, however many years people have been like crapping on those movies <laughs> and like now they're going to be held up no, as like, these like classic Reloaded. things. And I don't necessarily feel that way, but I can't I can't say from each one. There were scenes that like wow me, just from a technical and action standpoint, and I didn't get that in this one. So that would be my main critique. Otherwise, I was hyped. I mean, I want to see more bugs. I want to see more of this of this new world. I want sentience, like all that stuff. Like we didn't even mention mm-hmm. like half the side characters they kind of tether to and bring back uh, Chopra's character, who's yeah. like a tie. Like they do a lot of world building stuff, like Kofi said. So I think I'm excited for the future.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, and no more spoilers because I gotta message Nick Floyd and tell him that uh yeah, we're done talking spoilers. Not so of- that was our that was our discussion of the Matrix Resurrections. If you want to know anything, we have NA explain posts, we have kind of other analysis posts, we have a bunch of interviews with the cast, including Carrie Ann Moss, Keanu Reeves, Yaya, Um, I can't believe I'm Groff, Jonathan Groff, who plays Smith uh yeah we have we have a lot of jessica henwick so we have a lot of good interviews with the cast you can also watch on comicbook.com as well right now we are going to take a long overdue break pay some bills but when we come back we are breaking down the hawkeye finale and talking new comics for the week so be sure to stay tuned for that bro We are back. This is Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com, and we are diving into the Hawkeye season finale. We're going in. It's gonna. It's been a couple of days. We're doing full spoilers, and uh, if you missed our discussion of the Matrix Revolution, <laughs> <it's just> Matrix <laughs> Resurrections, you can go back and uh, check that out at the beginning of the podcast. So let's talk about. Ooh, man! I just saw an update. Spider-Man has earned a hundred and eight a hundred and thirteen eight hundred and thirteen point nine million in ten days. That is crazy. Dang, that thing is about wow. to hit a oh, barely, a barely, a barely, a barely oh, wow. <laughs> oh, and wow, Joan Didion died too. So a oh, lot man. happening. That's crazy. Uh man. So Boy, just dropping, you're just dropping all kinds of. I, I'm just this is Twitter in front of my face right now. Like you, <laughs> we should make a podcast of just us seeing Twitter and scroll in front of and our
2: reacting. Kids. That We're would be so
1: out. fun. Hey, copyright, Pandy, don't you steal my? idea. It would
3: like, be like That's the geek versions one. of uh, Diane Warwick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so, Hawkeye finale. First of all, I think this might be my favorite Marvel series. There this it is. is my favorite wow. Yeah, Disney over. Plus series of the year. So mine That's is Hawkeye, exciting. Loki, WandaVision, What If, Falcon Winter Soldier. Wow. What no, if is no, that no if? Reverse that last one. Falcon Winter Soldier, What If. I was crazy for a minute there. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but yeah, no. But even so, even so that, that said, I still think, I think I made a comment on phase zero because I'm always in their comments just talking about whatever they're talking about. But, and I said, It was the best of the bad Marvel Disney Plus finales. And that's what I say about Hawkeye. I I do think these Marvel Disney Plus series are always best in their penultimate episodes. You know, the the one before the last one. But um, of all the final battle ones, I think I enjoyed... I think I had the most fun with Hawkeyes, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of things were perfect. That Kingpin stuff. uh, All this Daredevil stuff over the last week, I'm kind of like is this good or have I been trolled? Like, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know comics, 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 and we know Kingpin's probably coming back and all of that. But uh, it, there be. was a little weird and you could tell this one was a little covety. You could tell a lot of the spots, you know, were, were a little covety the way they separated this fight, the way it was just like, you know, Haley Steinfeld and Vincent D'Onofrio in an empty store. But um, yeah, the, the idea of, kingpin being like this badass who's owns everybody and is running anything again gets beat up by kate bishop was a little bit like i was like Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it's just me who still remembers netflix kingpin but i was like you would have been murdered girl like oh yeah like quick fast like i don't know about all this so
2: yeah disney don't mess with our kingpin please
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so Jim Viscardi has entered the <laughs> – producer Jim Viscardi has entered the comments.
3: I, um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't just – Why Kate is he Bishop.
2: not on here?
3: It was Kate Bishop, a bunch of, like trick arrows from Hawkeye, a car that sent him through. Like there was a lot of things that Yeah, there were a lot there. of things. At and an explosion. Mm-hmm. Like in, use the wrestling term. I feel like they made him look strong even though he lost and he barely lost. Like he was mm-hmm. owning her. Like yeah. until that happens, so like you know, I feel I'm like I'm just saying
1: maybe it's just Netflix has traumatized me forever. But like, I feel like all I was saying is if this was Netflix girl, you'd be murdered like right now, yeah. you know, like, you'd be dead, <laughs> and then the rest of the series would be Hawkeye dealing with killing a little girl because that's that's what Netflix. <laughs> is. Okay, so okay, um, so
3: I see this in the comments because there have already been a couple of comments, and you brought it up, so I figured this is a perfect segue because there are plenty of times. Spoilers. <laughs> In the comments. I know we already comments. said at the
1: beginning we're going full spoilers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: there's, a, there's plenty of times in the comics where like Fisk has to do stuff on his own with his own thing. And not just like, I mean, there have been times in the comics where he's done. Yeah, because that's, he's, okay, he is powerful for multiple reasons, right? His connections and network and all this other stuff. But like, how the hell do you think he got all that? It's because he could literally take people and like break them physically. Like the threat has to be real. You have to be able to back that up at some point. And he's done that many times over the years. And it feels like this Kingpin is a little more tied to, you know, has his ear to the street just a little bit more than like the high in the loft Fisk we're used to mm-hmm. in the shows. I like this version more. Like I like the Fisk being able to like go out and, Showcase like why he is still a threat. Like at some point you have to kind of do it yourself, right? If you're in that kind of position. So I, I like yes. this. Like I, I don't want him to always just be Rapunzel <laughs> and then he only comes right. down for superheroes. Like, no, like to me, that's not that's not a
1: fisk I I'd like. So I'm I wondering like this. if Do you defend ever- the comic book outfit, Matt? Oh hell yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's, it's purple, it's purple and
3: white. <laughs> I wear purple all the time. I would wear white if I could. Had the yeah, wait, to the, but
1: the Hawaiian. But like, there was a red. Hawaiian. I love the Hawaiian. Shirt,
2: the, Hawaiian. Awesome. the Hawaiian shirt, like that's my next cosplay, man. I mean, have you seen the people if you're in New York, yeah, I was about
1: to say if you're in New York and you're wearing that outfit, it's because you get your know, flight. They don't out, care. You know, they, yeah, they're they going to the tropics. Geez, to the- Pete
3: Davidson doesn't have that kind of wealth and power, and he dresses like that. <laughs> like who cares. <laughs> Like yo, if you're in a position well, that have like, that something. kind of confidence and have that kind of swag, you wear whatever the hell you want. <laughs> okay, <Who
1: cares? laughs> I mean that is New York, by the way. No, no, no I mean that's real New York, like straight up. Um, yeah, although I-, I am one of those people who is raging that we didn't get that hawk, bu- that Spider-Man swing by. Right? I was like, well, that tree was going down. I was like, Spidey's catching this, right? Like Spidey's going to catch this tree <laughs> and just be like, hey, there you go, and I'm out.
3: I blame Phase Zero for making that a thing. That was never no, Spidey was never going to be in this show. Or why? Like, why was that ever? Just because the movie and the no, it's just Rockefeller
1: out? Center. Everybody's living by oh
3: Rockefeller Center now and hanging Calm out. down. It's, like... it's the same Mephisto junk from last <laughs> last time. No, I saw that stuff like. Well, that. we know They're Mephisto's let now let in Doctor
1: Strange, so it's okay. Man, oh, I geez.
2: definitely thought the Mephisto was. Bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean, definitely not Spidey. The uh, end fight though, that was good. With the, I mean, it really made. This, I think, this series has made Hawkeye's in his weapon set given a lot more respect. Right, like the arrows mm-hmm. actually had their own subplots. Right, getting more arrows, doing that, those, all those Hawkeye problems and what they can make from them. And uh, you know, you got to respect Hawkeye's arrows after this. So good because a lot of you needed that. You needed correction. Are you looking yeah. at me? I can't tell. You're kind I'm just of looking, looking at literally. the eye of the camera and everybody <laughs> in the world who didn't Leave respect me. Hawkeye. And is yeah. now coming to this, like,
3: oh, I love
0: Hawkeye. No, no, Hawkeye's no. Hawkeye's been the that's man. Actually, never.
1: See, see that. Oh, the, you fair see, weather fans out no, there. See, that's
3: the problem. I don't, I don't bandwagon jump. Oh, I wasn't right. looking at you. I, I we love know you're this to, you know,
1: Settle down. We know you're too peppery for that. I like, love this nobody's series. Nobody's
3: accusing so, you of this. As as Kofi said though, this this was my I even I think I said last time, like someone would have to <laughs> have to bring Cardiac in and shoot him for this to not be my favorite series. That did not happen, thank God. So yeah, this is my favorite hands-down series. Uh wow. lame post-credits. I I was just I didn't I don't oh care about God, this musical. Ew. I know I was Everyone I thought
1: it.
2: He was gonna go in there and shoot them with like a net or something, something, and to make them stop. It's
1: I don't. A Christmas, like... you cynical bastards! It was a Christmas
4: song. No.
2: It was a Christmas
1: gift How I to fans. <laughs> I didn't want it. it I didn't so watch stupid. it. I just was like, yeah, I know this is gonna be dumb. And I, I just watched uh, to see if it was like Yelena sitting there at the end. I mean, now, I thought Yelena thing.
2: was going to come in and like punch be the Black sitting there at her laughing. Her or face no, I
1: thought she'd something. be sitting there laughing. She would enjoy yeah, that. Or something. Thing. But no, it was yeah. literally just. Or cry. It'd have been awesome if she was sitting the there like thing. shedding a tear, like really She's moved by it. I know. But, um, and a lot of people yeah.
3: love it though. And I get it. And for yeah. them, I'm Wait, happy. People love that. that yeah, like
1: it was yes, a Christmas gift. It was a reaction to fans who had said, I need to see the whole like Rogers because they. Put it out in press that they the, – the, the people who did the musical portion said they had produced like a whole, you know, song sequence and a whole thing. So people heard that and were like, oh, my God, I need it. I need it. I need it. It's going to be the next <laughs> Agatha all along. And so Not even Marvel – I mean they literally – gift-wrapped it as a Christmas gift to fans yeah, in it was post credit it was a, and said, here and, you go. And
3: to those who love it, look, I, I love that you love it. Just for me, I was like, really, all the things we could get? And that's, <laughs>
1: that's what I get to watch. And to all life. of you who pushed and... On your streaming, like I did, you can come to our Christmas party. All right. I swear,
2: I kept watching it, thinking there was going to be a point to it.
1: I yeah, sw- I was should like, you be okay, sticking I'll up for watch the, the watch musical them. theater kids in the? I season, am you know? a musical theater kid. I was in, kid. I in, in college.
2: I'm saying, aren't you should be fighting for these people? It's my no. I God anyways so, okay
1: we sound like it's always sunny right now and we're just yelling at I each know. other uh yes it's been pointed out which is they dumped all their episodes so now all of it's always sunny season 15 is out on hulu so you can stream it now because they Look. dumped it in four weeks two episodes a weeks and it was great i love this season by the way quick review so check that out all right let's get back to uh hawkeye and kind of clean this up so yeah. echo series uh are we ready alakwa cox i mean did her thing i am ready for this echo series yeah Yeah, I hope it's hard. I mean, I hard. I hope it's like hard edged and like kind of like dark and awesome. And yeah, because yeah, the world she's been in, it seems like a pretty dark place. And like, I I hope it gets pretty hardcore and brutal in there. And um, yeah, I want to see her. I hope Matt Murdock shows up in there, too. I would love yeah. to see a fight between her <sighs> and Daredevil, would be amazing. So, I just need more. And jobs. if Kingpin's at the center of this, why not? And I feel like Echo is going to be a low key kind of backdoor reintroduction to Daredevil, any anyway. probably so that would
3: make that awesome. would make a lot of sense. Yep. Um, and she was, yeah, she's she was a scene stealer in mm-hmm. a lot of different times throughout the series. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it would, I love the ending by the way with with her and felt like i i actually was like oh that's great like yeah i want to know what happens but that's the point i want to know what happens so i'm yeah. i hope they kind of save that for her uh i just need more yelena i need more florence Pugh and well every, that's the next that, thing we're
1: going to go to there's a lot in this series that has set the stage so that if we want i mean in down so let's get to the last part uh linda cardellini is mockingbird okay so we did that right yeah they get sorry. the rolex back it's agent 19 agent 19 is bobby Bobby is Mockingbird. So and Linda every Carver agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.
3: fan was in arms.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that because I did the articles for comicbook.com about, you know, the reveal that uh, Laura Barton, Clint's wife, is Mockingbird. And I forgot to mention Adrian Pat- Palicki in the uh, original one I wrote. And then I went on Twitter and I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I went right back to that article and was like, yeah, here's some love for Adrian Palicki, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we already yeah. had a Bobby in the MCU. Supposed to get her own spinoff too. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, supposed to get her own spinoff. Um, but uh, yeah, so but it's the multiverse, so she she belongs to the multiverse now, so it's all good, bro. Yeah. Multiverse bros, multiverse bros. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bobby. So now the Mockingbird thing. So we that was like a final piece. We really have everything in place that it, that we could. Hawkeye season two could be a lot of things, right? I for one, and I tweeted this out, and it seems to be a semi popular thing. Is I need that Mockingbird in Hawkeye event series because I'm a Marvel fan and I'm also a parent and a mom and dad have to either save the world, save the family and get back in time for make dinner show. I'm all here for <laughs> And just seeing the Bartons like go out and have like little marital things while they're you like doing awesome spy stuff. Like I'm here for that. Me like, too. Absolutely. So yeah, let's get that made. Okay. That'd be really okay, cool. Okay. Thank you. Um, but we also have all the pieces in place to do some of that, to mix some of that classic West Coast Avengers stuff with some of the new West Coast Avengers stuff. And yeah, it kind please of, give the me. Mod, the hodgepodge of, uh, of stuff that Marvel, is. so like the classic Hawkeye and Mockingbird, you know, led team that was like in the what eighties, I think. And then eighties, nineties around that era. And then, you know, the new one with Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and all that run, you know, you can, like I said, there's a hodgepodge of Avengers You're stuff about out to get America Coast.
3: Chavez. Yeah. Dr. Strange. It's and, so like yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, so
3: good. I would oh. love to see
1: West Coast Avengers be be a thing because Let's do it, man. Let's yeah. do it.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Duck Pond Lame says, yes, a post credit scene better than Rogers the Musical would have been Yelena, Clay- Kate, and Clint eating mac and cheese in Thank silence, you! Avengers shawarma style. That would have yes. been much better. You just saved that post credit scene. Thank you, Duck Pond Lame. <sighs> Seriously, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just to mention, Doctor Strange 2 trailer is officially out now, so you don't have to hear our bootleg conversation it about looks it. Dope. Yeah, it does look dope. I am placing my bet that we don't know a lot about the villain and that is not strange supreme i don't i'm not buying strange supreme became a hero at the end of what if guys like yeah. he decided to turn the corner and become a hero i think what it's I'm gonna so be so if you look at the dr strange poster i think <clears throat> it's very telling it shows like different slices of dr strange and scarlet witch i think there's gonna be a lot more variance at play in this movie than we may think and these two actors could be playing different variants of their own selves. So
2: cool! And
1: uh, Evil Strange could be one of them. Evil Strange could also be a manifestation of whatever evil entity is at the heart of all this, because uh, people like Shumagorov. I mean, these evil demonic entities are like their whole thing is you cannot perceive our true forms, and you know they appear as different things or whatever can do that. So okay, now here's the thing:
3: I don't typically feed Jim. into Jim's Jim's hot hands comments. However. That is not a bad one. I think it is Strange Supreme, but I think the trailer Red Herring's positioning him as a villain. And if he says that line, that can still be a line that is like, oh, things are about to get yeah, interesting yeah, and he that, could still yeah. be. Oh, that's not bad. I gotta give Jim his props
2: now. Yeah. Wow. Love Come this. On. Also, he's so be? hot. <laughs> 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 Evil Strange is so hot. <laughs> The brows, like evil brows. Still got
1: that bad boy face going, huh? Love it, yeah. Still got that bad boy face <laughs> Well, going. they right. took
2: Winter Soldier away it's from me. He's boys all boys sweet life, now, blah, blah, so. Bad
1: boys for <laughs> <life>. all, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Janelle, evil stranger, just break your heart, leave you trapped in an empty dimension. But <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean, it'll be fun until then. I'm sure it'll be fun until then. All right. Ride that wave. But, um... Yeah. So that's a good, interesting theory, Jim Viscardi, that it, you know, we're going to get strange Supreme, but it's not going to be, uh, he's not going to be a villain. So that'll be, that'll be kind of interesting if he has to kind of unite with him and uh, kind of do that. But, um, all right. Do we have anything else from the (laughs) Hawkeye finale that you guys want to get into or dissect? guess just
2: like final thoughts. Like what would you guys rank the final like episode? Because I've seen a lot of mixed reviews of people. Like my favorite coverage site roasted this episode, I went in going, oh, my God, I love this. And then I watched their video and I was almost like I was just like turned off at them. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're so like mean and they hate it so much. No, like, you
1: can't make everybody happy. But I mean, it, this is overall, I mean, I think no matter what you say about it, you're comparing it against like the rest of Hawkeye and comparing mm-hmm. the rest of Hawkeye to the rest of the shows. It's just like, what are we really saying here? Like, how bad are we talking? Like, what's wrong yeah. this case? Um, so like is it as bad as the worst Falcon Winter Soldier episode, the first one? No.
2: No.
1: Not Thank nearly. You. So like probably yeah, better than the best Falcon and Ken. Is it as bad Thank as worst? <laughs> no. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean I mean I would I watch all it. of Hawkeye before I watch the first WandaVision episode again. Like, you know, like, I don't I don't get it. And it that's, not, and saying, that's not and that's not crap.
2: Like, rushed.
1: I mean, it, it. I mean, there's a lot of that that felt that way, but you know, this is again like this COVID stuff. We're always going to look back at an era of this and be like, things were off. Like, okay, I don't but yeah. See. Yeah. seeing it's
3: rushed, though. Like, okay, so I think part of it is, am I a huge fan of the six episode format? No, because I don't. It doesn't need to be Netflix long because thirteen is too long, mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of those shows dip in the middle. Aside from Daredevil, which seems to just avoid that. But like most of the other shows (laughs) dip in the middle and then come back around at the end and are really good, right? So there's a middle ground. And I think six is a hell of a lot closer. But could almost every single of these series use one more episode at the end to really help finish up tying those loose ends up and feeding it to that finale I think so I think yeah. I think 7 is just almost probably right on that perfect spot cuz it I, almost every single time I have felt like man they 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 cut things off where they could probably these need to be fleshed out just a hair more to really make that finale sing right I felt that yeah. almost every single way in, in every single series so far so I think 6 is Great, too short neat. um but as that is the case, six is what we get, right? And so knowing that they have to finish all this stuff, I didn't feel like this was rushed. Like I loved this episode. Um, It's probably not my favorite episode of the series still, but I still really love this as much as I loved most of the series. So I came away hyped. Uh, Turns out Swordsman is, by the way, a good guy. Yeah.
1: Stop. He is not a yeah. bad guy. Do not talk about my failures. You
3: said he was a bad guy.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's a waste of Tony Dalton. Personally, I, I go back to the Better Call Salting. He's a great villain. He's a great sinister actor. I mean, he, but his thing was being crazy, goofy. He was very Joker-esque. He was goofy, but like, and then turned crazy and murdered people. So if they just got the goofy <laughs> part, eh, okay. But you and you didn't love
4: the
3: LARPers? They all get to be heroes. Oh, also, I, the uh, I had, had no problem so with the right now. It Fine.
1: Duck Pond Lame, who I'm pretty sure is related to me, and Jim Fiskarty, who is like, you know, the guy who signs my check. To everybody, call me out.
3: I was <laughs> wrong about something. I wasn't God, even,
1: God oh does God. bleed. There you
3: go. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Here we all go. Right. go. <laughs> so anyway, we got to move on to comics.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's go to comics. <laughs> let right. wrap this thing up. Oh, Christmas time. Okay. Uh,
3: a couple of quick things of news. Uh, I have been, uh, we've actually talked a lot about. Uh, the kind of Curse of the White Knight, the White Knight Batman universe that DC has been putting out. So Sean Murphy, uh, they announced the next volume of this, which is actually going to take place 10 years in the future. Uh, It is called Batman Beyond the White Knight. And as the name suggests, uh, Terry McGinnis for Beyond fans is going to show up in this. Uh, This kind of takes place after Curse of the White Knight and the recent Harley Quinn series. So Bruce is still in prison and everything, um, but this is going to kind of draw him out, and we're going to see a lot of those characters in the GTO come back in as someone steals his suit, hint, hint, Terry, like there's this whole kind of thing, and it's because it's 10 years in the future, we kind of really get to see this world ratcheted up further in kind of the futuristic aspects of it, which, is all, which have always been part of the series, but like now he really gets to kind of go all in on Neo Gotham, so I am very excited that comes out. Uh, next year so I am stoked automatically one of my favorite uh, one of my most anticipated Uh, we also got Tom King's uh, new Batman announcement he's teaming up with David Marquez I love Marquez's work I love Tom King Batman Uh, this is going to be set in the past so for people who have been keeping up with Batman Catwoman things like that this is in the past kind of a more classic able
1: to keep up with Batman Catwoman (laughs) (laughs)
3: because this is kind of a more classic heist uh, adventure thing um a limited series and so uh we're going to get to see Batman in that as well that's also next year and then uh real quick uh Marvel announced a new uh Jason Aaron led Punisher series and they are changing the logo wow which of course got everyone talking cuz that logo has been synonymous forever. it's a big deal it's a big deal it's also because that logo has also been co-opted by a lot of places right and there's been a lot of discussion back and forth around that logo and what it stands for so the new logo debuted uh real quick did either of you get to see the new logo thoughts i
1: don't i'm not attached to the punisher logo i've never been one of those dudes i think you're a specific type of person if you're really tight attached to that logo we All know the types, we don't have to get too deep into this. We know the people who like to run around and punish their logos, and so I'm not too tied to it. I don't think it's really ever that essential to Frank Castle. I think you put Frank Castle in plain clothes, and he's just as effective as a character, even oh, more so in some ways. Oh my gosh,
2: wait, I'm looking at it. Is the thing with the horns?
1: Yeah, it's the thing with the horns. Here's the
2: <laughs> oh no, no, oh no.
3: They
1: were I like, know, you know. well, the point it achieves the goal, which is make something too ugly that'll never be co-opted, right?
2: <laughs> I don't like it at I don't all. Think that it was looks like the a
3: goal.
1: dragon. Oh, goal. Matt, you sweet, okay, naive here's the thing. boy. I don't think
3: that was the goal. I do think, though, it was they were trying to make it very distinct and away from the other one and still somehow keep the idea and the skull idea here. Uh, this like is kind of a team. weird cross-media thing. I don't love it. But again, like in comics, right, like a lot of times... I super
2: don't love it. I, uh,
3: okay, so it this is so the logo. <sighs> Thank you, Nick.
1: Here. No, man, you got to throw some ninja vibes in there. It's uh, not just a no, skull anymore. Okay. It's a ninja skull. Oh, I now, like it. Here's the thing.
3: What I will give him credit <laughs> for, though, is he does... Because of the way the new story works out, he is going to be working with them, and he's actually kind of like... He's forced into like working on their side. So the aesthetic, as Kofi mentioned, does fit... With them, he does kind of look like he belongs in there. I still don't love the logo, but okay, it's it's weird, but I understand it. Honestly, in a year, we'll probably won't be talking about it, and we'll move on to other things, and it'll just be the logo. we I'll get used all to right. it and it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, moving um, on.
3: All right, so uh moving <laughs> into actual comic reviews this week. Uh X-Men, the trial of Magneto. Uh, now I know we skipped an issue uh talking, I think we skipped four as far as like talking about it on the show. Uh, But this is the finale, uh, number five of five. We finally get to find out who killed Uh Scarlet Witch and why. And uh, it's a bit Mm. of a – okay. You know, we talked about the Matrix and how, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we talked about the Matrix and, like, the first half is kind of, like, some people are looking at the first half as a separate thing and the second half of this thing. There's a a big chunk of this issue that I actually really enjoyed. I actually really enjoyed a lot of this issue. If the rest of the series had not been so uh, (laughs) oh what's my god you are
1: holding back this whole thing was trash.
3: Okay, no, but see here's the thing I don't feel that way. I feel like (sighs) there's parts of this I really liked, and but I don't feel like you can justify an entire five-issue series with 10 pages. I don't feel that's fair. Like I feel that means your book is not good, like I feel that means the series uh, is not good. I don't yeah, sorry, go ahead. That's how, but that's how I feel. So I'm not, you guys are right in the sense that I have not liked the series at all. I, uh, the, in, there were some initial things in the first issue that were interesting, but like there's like 10 pages of this book that I really like, but you cannot, it doesn't feel earned because well, you've spent so long just like doing everything wrong. I don't know that I, I love how we get to the point of why Scarlet Witch was doing this. I don't understand why we had to go through this whole rigmarole (laughs) to get there. I I guess maybe that's how I, yeah,
1: this is uh, okay. Here's the thing. The purpose of this series is to kind of resurrect and fully rebuild Wanda as a character from all the different crap they've done with her. I don't understand any of that, any better, any of that past stuff. I don't understand what we've rebuilt or how with all the mystic crap they did. And (laughs) I don't even understand the outcome I read those pages and I was just like, what? Like, I don't understand what the waiting room is, like what okay. this matters to Krakoa at, and the rebirth process as. I'm not even clear on any of this. Okay. So out of like five issues, I don't think I got one thing clarified out of any of this.
3: So I agree with Jim where he says, man, I'm me and uh, Jim are agreeing a lot today. What is going on? So Jim, <laughs> Jim said, how did they not just call this House of W? Also, Brywood says, could have just been a one-shot Wanda the Redeemer which I actually think might not be bad. I th- Okay, here's the thing. I think the 20 years, or actually, sorry, the 20 million people that weren't accounted for in the original protocols because they were lost in the cracks. Some of them, like we actually see like the baby play out where like the X gene hadn't manifested yet. So Cerebro couldn't scan. Like there are things, Proudstar like coming back was one of the people caught in that Thunderbird we get back. That's a huge deal. So like, I feel like. So that part, And Wanda being necessary for that to happen, I think is really cool. And I think, does I feel like we come out of this with Wanda having some of that baggage gone. I agree with Kofi though. There are whole parts where I'm like, why did we? That's very confusing. Like, I I can totally see it. So I like the outcome, but it doesn't feel. I'm
1: with with Brywood though. Like, you could have literally done like a one shot or an annual where the annual could have been just resurrected Wanda, starting some mystic meditation that takes her through all that mystic crap from her past life and trying to truly rebuild her mind, achieving that and deciding what to do with the weight of everything she's done is make, this, make more mutants instead of killing them off. The end. Yep. That's a great end. Oh
2: my god! I didn't know what this was about until Kofi just said what he said. Yeah. I didn't know any. Like I didn't understand this at. The this is one was one.
1: Like that's the redemption. She killed off all the mutants. Now she brought back all these mutants. Like okay,
2: and, wow. And, like,
1: scales balance. Like we'd have done this in an annual. And I it didn't need that was... many words to it. It could have been pictures, pretty I... <laughs> pictures, and stuff like that. <laughs> I know, Janelle. I know, Janelle. You don't issues. love
3: X Men books anyway, necessarily. But
1: like, <sighs> but you I kind love of feel Amanda. that way.
2: I love right. Wanda. I know you love so, Wanda. And, and I, I wanted for to for like people this. People like Janelle,
1: because now Wanda yeah. has a TV show. She's hugely popular. And they were like, we can't sit on this effed up Scarlet Witch we have in the comics anymore. Exactly, like, we gotta, yeah. We got a good, a good Wanda. But uh, that's Trial of Magneto. You <laughs> can skip it. We just <laughs> so told I, you what happens. I, and like, I- Wanda brought back all these dead mutants that have been, and now X-Men has a bunch more mutants to play with. I don't even know
2: how she brought them back. I don't understand it. Oh, let's move on. (laughs)
1: Okay, because that'll
3: be a whole other show. All right, all right. So moving on to (laughs) Batman, (laughs) One Dark Knight. In complete opposite, this is pretty easy to grasp. (laughs) They are moving from Arkham Asylum. They are moving a villain who is very lethal, and they are moving him from one Arkham Asylum to Blackgate Prison. And it is essentially the story of that happening all the different gangs in Gotham attempting to break him free for their own various reasons, some of them his own gang, and Batman watching his kind of trying to get him from point A to point B. That is essentially what this is. This is black label. This is jock. Uh and it uh I I've seen a lot of like really big praise for this book. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I like I, I enjoyed it for what it was, which was like watching Batman try and kind of You know, he starts out in the plane and then ends up on the ground. And it's kind of just him trying to follow this person who can feed off of electrical (laughs) stuff of any kind, which Gotham is filled with at night. Right. And then essentially ends in a blackout. And that's where we're going to see the next part of this adventure, because this is a multi-part adventure. So like, I liked it. I didn't love it. But maybe I'm just not it's not clicking with me. It did look really, really. I mean, Jock's work is really good. Uh, What would you guys think?
1: I think it falls into that area that we talk about often in comics in that it was the sacrificial first issue just to pull Mm. off the epic twist at the end. And Bri Wood says he's not buying the next issues. I'm the complete opposite. I am so psyched for the next issues of this event series. Because now that we've gotten to the central, the real premise, and this was an exciting And by all accounts, this wasn't exciting. I mean, this is every one of my favorite B movies, right? B action movies. (laughs) Assault on Precinct 13. 52 blocks with uh, most death, and, I think, Bruce Willis, I think. um, Which is just literally got to get from – or that uh, recent – what was that recent uh, Jason Statham movie? There's been a bunch. But just getting from point A to point B, single night, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happening. Uh, the Bill Murray movie, I can't even believe I'm blanking on that uh, movie, the heist movie that he does as a clown. I um, can't believe I'm blanking on that. That's one of my favorites. I don't know that. Uh, everybody knows that. Uh, I can't okay. even think of it right now. <laughs> but anyway, like, yeah, I love those kinds of stories, and this is a Batman story about that, and this is an action-packed pack. this whole issue is just a foot chase, right, <laughs> across Gotham and a pretty intense foot chase with, a, with a, an electric power villain who does something bad, and now Gotham is scary to begin with. Gotham in full True. blackout mode is is gonna be crazy. So I am all about these. Uh ah, producer Nick Floyd for the win. Quick change by Bill Murray. Uh, mm-hmm. with Bill Murray, yeah. Another I one. So I think oh this one's oh my felt god, stop this podcast and go watch <laughs> Quick Change as soon as you're done. It is one of the greatest movies. Uh Bill Murray is awesome. <laughs> now what we're but saying? um, yeah, Jeanette, I'm just please. trying to
2: get a word in edgewise. I think it felt drawn out, I was bored. Uh, the art was pretty. Like oh, it was, that's
1: it from Janelle Wheeler. Everybody, no, I'm just go ahead. I
2: know I've, I don't have very much time because I'm really like, where to go. But uh, it it just it why I don't understand why DC books always feel like they need to be over 40 pages. <laughs> why can't they do what Marvel does and have shorter issues with more action slash?
1: Well, you're paying for the black label. You paying for that black label? I know, label. but it's
2: like come on. Like I I felt that like some I, I just felt very drawn out. Like I did not need all this dialogue you know, of him just like on the calm. It, it just felt very over the like just too too much. I was like, come on, I know what's happening. It's a foot, it's a chase. Like, okay. Right.
1: I mean, that's that's, that's really all well, that it yeah. was.
2: And it kind of felt like, okay, do something else.
1: I think comics are underappreciating those silent issues and going back to that kind of format. You don't need so much dialogue. You are correct. Uh, um, yeah. You, this you was could drawn cut out, it down. Man. It could be done a lot in action and art in this one. But um all right, it I guess I'm the art. only one high on uh, One Dark Night. I mean, sounds like <laughs> I, Lonely I, City, Catwoman Lonely City was the black label pick of the week,
3: Matt. Yeah, Lonely. Lo- hey, look, lo- that has been good now for two whole issues. Uh, nice. I don't choose the poll. All right. <laughs> I, put I loved out our
2: poll. I liked our poll read. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I, no I'm one excited the pole, for Venom, number three. Uh, mm-hmm. so Venom number three. So Venom number three, we're moving into um, and. and this one, I mean, we've been following this along this entire time, right? We're, we're starting to see this was very much a Dylan centric issue, though, so no real Eddie presence here at all. Uh, though he mm-hmm. is obviously a part of the book, even when he's not there. Um, but we really get to see kind of more about the Life Foundation, this new kind of uh version of it, so to speak. Um, we get to dive into Eddie's past just because of who Dylan is interacting with, right? He was told to kind of go and like, you're you're starting to see like Eddie go into his bag of people that he has, he's either pissed off or whatever in the past. And, you know, for Dylan to go to. And we're also kind of exploring the differences between like the symbiote, what the symbiote wants and like why Dylan won't bond with him and things like that. So there's a lot of that interesting stuff here. Overall, I will say this is probably my least favorite issue of the series, just because it kind of yes. like, we didn't really move any. I don't feel like, aside yeah. from the very last maybe two pages, we didn't really move my, many things forward here. So it kind of felt mm-hmm. like we were running in place. That said, I did. There was stuff in there that I dug. What do you think, Judo?
2: Yeah, I mean, same. You said it perfectly. But it's also not forty pages, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but I, I'm really, really a big fan of Venom. Like you guys have created this monster in me. Like I am a big fan of Venom now, and so. Uh, I, I definitely, I, I'm really enjoying this whole shebang. And I understand that it's like a middle issue. The only, You know what really resonated with me this week? During Halloween, we had so many like Halloween references and comics. But like there, I, I can't believe there's not like a bunch of Christmas references in these comics that have been released mm. like during this time. Yeah,
3: yeah. There, there was a Christmas one shot, but mm. I felt like Kofi would hurt me. If that was one of the ones I put in, because it was like 60 pages and I was like, nope, <laughs> it's gonna hurt me. <laughs> oh, I put that in that's here. okay. So I skipped it, but I agree yeah. with you. Like it doesn't, there's not a lot of like holiday cheer. It's kind
2: surprising. Of yeah, because like you so. can't every movie, every TV show, every right. everything is Christmas. I'm surprised.
1: Also, the poll is not rigged, Brian Wood. The Poll is not How dare rigged. you sir? It's not a poll, it's matagen, it's matsogen. Don't <laughs> We Sounds if like it Janelle's was my agenda, agenda we would read like Dark Gunna. Hawk and Moon Knight every
3: week. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Captain Marvel. That's what we would read.
1: That's All comics. Right. All right. That's comics. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We got a couple things to mention. Um, I'm just gonna do in our mentions. I'm just gonna shout out our anime side, comic book anime. We don't represent them nearly enough over here for how much great stuff they cover but we got new stuff out we got uh, new trailers for dragon ball super superheroes the new dragon ball super movie has released a new trailer and we got a bunch a look at that and a bunch of breakdowns well new attack on titans final run is coming back and oh, we man. have a new trailer for that and uh yeah a lot of breakdowns for it too over in our anime section Um, Plus, My Hero Academia is announced. I think we got about a year left of My Hero Academia before that's gonna end. So if you haven't been jumping into that series and the manga, one of the best superhero things in anime, be sure to check that out. And we have new chapters of both Dragon Ball Super and Boruto, which all are having some exciting things happening in their kind of worlds. And even uh, My Hero Academia, all dropping some hot chapters anime side of comic book is fire right now be sure to go over there if you're an anime fire. fan check that out because it is going down matt you had some mentions before we get out of here
3: uh yeah so got to get my hands on the uh, marvel zombie zombie side uh Ooh. from Simon and spin Masters. so hopefully that'll be hitting at some point probably in the, in the new year when that uh breaks also i uh, got to check out the jurassic park legacy game from uh, Funko games as well so hopefully that will also be coming out around the new year and uh, plus uh if you're like me and uh watched a lot of Witcher uh and you want to talk Witcher stuff you can hit me up on the Twitter of course you can also find all of our cram articles all of our spoiler stuff if you have watched uh over on comicbook.com so don't forget to check that out Janelle what you got
2: yeah oh i'm i just i'm just really excited i finally got to see spider-man and i did avoid spoilers until i saw it believe it or not so That's if amazing. you want to tweet at me or you want to get into the conversation you guys know where to find me uh but i'm i finally got to see it and yeah if you know me you know my favorite characters in it
1: you gotta I sell definitely... it to the stream you want to hear janelle's thoughts go to her stream yeah. boom
2: <laughs> you can go to the stream yeah throw a sub in there
1: for every sub she'll talk to you about another part of spider-man boom here we yeah. go Otherwise, we want to say Merry Christmas, Happy All-Around Holidays. Merry we'll see you guys uh, one more time Merry next Christmas. week before the New Year. And we might have something special for you at the end of the year. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. We might have something special for you guys before the end of the year. We might have a very special show. I'm not going to make too many promises. I hate doing that. I hate committing. Yes. But uh, no, yes, we might have something very special for you guys next show. So be sure to take listen to our last show of Season 3 and of 2021 next week uh, for everybody who's just catching up now, all our loyal listeners, sorry we for scheduling reasons. You know, Friday's Christmas Eve. We got to let our video team get a little rest. Yeah, man. I say work them as if they're robots, but apparently they're not <laughs> robots yet, so we can't <laughs> do that. So we wanted to give them the day off to spend with their families and friends and do whatever. The video they team rules. So we had to go a day early today, but uh, I mean, it just gives you guys more time to listen to the nation. So thank you for listening in. This is Comic Book Nation. We'll see you guys again next time. Peace. Merry Christmas. Soon.